Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing today? If you're joining us online, welcome. Thank you for being a part of Faith Code Church. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, I don't care what you're doing. Thank you for being a part of Faith Code Church. Before we kick off today's message, I, I just want to say a couple things, uh, some, some upcoming dates, if you don't have these written down. First of all, August, I believe it's August the 14th, or what, what's next Sunday? The 15th, okay, have it in my notes, but it's actually August the 15th, we're having back to school Sunday. Everybody say back to school Sunday. Okay, this is going to be a very, very special day, because first of all, we are praying over every student. We're introducing you to our, our new kids pastor. We're also going to be praying over the administration and the teachers. Uh, how many of you know that the teachers and administration, students, man, it's a struggle going back to school. You believe that? It, it's not easy. So uh, we're going to pray that God will just put a special blessing on our students on our children. We've got a very special day, so make sure you're here for Back to School Sunday. Another thing, thing that happens is whatever classes they're in, uh, we're promoting kids like from preschool to grade school classes. It's a big deal for them. They got little certificates. We march them to the other rooms and, and everything like that. So it's just a special day for kids, so you'll definitely want to be here for that. That's kind of the day that we all come back to church, get back from vacation and everything, so make sure you're here. And then on August the 28th, we're having our one-day, or you can call it half-a-day, uh, one-day conference at Faith Code Church Marriage Conference. It's for singles, it's for people that are dating, and it's also for marriages. So you will definitely want to be a part of that. It's August the 28th from 8.30 to about 12.30, something like that. But we are providing breakfast, and uh, we're actually charging for this. It's actually pretty cheap. It's the reason we're charging for it is simply because we're going to take that and we're going to be giving some stuff away. So uh, we're going to give away date nights. We're going to be giving away some other things. We're going to be giving away a bunch of resources, um, uh, different books and, and whatnot. So uh, another thing is we're providing breakfast. It's just going to be a very special day. It's 8.30 to about 12.30, August the 28th. And the reason, uh, here's another thing. If even, you can pay later, but make sure you sign up for it. We need to have a head count and uh, make sure we, we know how many people are coming. So make sure you sign up, email us, uh, put it in the, in the Faithco app. Let us know that you're coming so we can start putting a plan together. But you don't want to miss this. Here's why. This is when you make an annual investment into the education of your marriage. It's, it's just a half a day you're going to be surrounded by different people, and then we're going to be doing something different. We're going to be bringing up some of the couples in our church that have, uh, some of them have uh, 30, 40, 50 years plus marriage. We're just going to ask them questions. Uh, we're, we're already talking to some of them. Uh, we're going to be having a young married couple. We're going to have uh, a representation from somebody that's single. Just We're going to have a little panel that you can just shoot questions at them. So uh, I don't know why I did this. We're not going to be bow and arrow on it. So <laughs> I'm on. So anyway, um, uh, make sure you're here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Anytime that we do this, we get together like this maybe once or twice a year. We haven't done this in two years. So make sure that you are here for this. You're going to have a lot of fun and make an investment in your marriage. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. Bless our lives, bless our marriages, bless our homes, bless our children as we dive into Home Builders today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Look at your neighbor and say, you need this today. 
a marriage, a family, a home, a life in Christ, it doesn't just happen, it's got to be built. It doesn't just happen, things don't happen just randomly, it's got to be built. Um, marriage is the foundation of the family. You see, when you, if you're building a home, first we talked about it, it takes a design, it takes a foundation, it takes materials, it takes tools, it takes utilities to power it. Well, marriage is the foundation of the family, but without a strong marriage, the family will fall. Therefore, marriage, in order for it to stay strong, what, what we've talked about is, <clears throat> is that it must be based and founded upon the words of Christ. Well, home builders are tools actions that we take that help us build our lives you've got to build your life before you can build a family home builders help us build our lives their tools their actions we take to help us build our lives our marriages our families anything that we desire because there is a how to being married would you agree with that there's a how to how many of you know there are some do's and there are some don'ts when it comes to being married there are some do's and don'ts when it comes to living for God. And that's what we're talking about. We found out that some people do it better than others. So we're gonna, that's what we're doing in this 2021 marriage conference, this half a day, is that we're bringing up some people that we feel like are doing it pretty good. And then we're going to learn a few home builders. Well, we've established that a home begins with a design. You've got to plan it. You've got you've to put the structure together, and then we believe it, and we've, we've, we've talked about how God has designed and defined marriage. A few week, uh, last week, we talked about how the foundation is the words of Christ and the disciples. Matthew 19 and 4, if Jesus has defined marriage, if, 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 if that's his design, let's, t- let's talk about what he has to say. And in Matthew 19 and 4, Jesus says this, Have you not read that he who created them, he created them from the beginning, he made them male and female. So Jesus, to define the design of marriage, he goes back to the beginning and he talks about how God uh, created two genders. A lot of people say Jesus didn't say anything about marriage and and what the definition of it. That's not true. Here he says that God from the beginning made them male and female. Why? Because God had a design for marriage. He discusses, also Jesus discusses the purpose of marriage in the fifth verse. He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, or a husband uh, leaves his father and mother and holds fast to his wife or to the woman, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two. This is, the Apostle Paul calls this a mystery, that two become one spiritually. But But Jesus says they become one in flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not men separate. So Jesus talks about the definition and the design by God for marriage, that a a man marries a woman in order to experience oneness. Oneness is from God, designed for a husband and a wife. We get it wrong sometimes. We don't always get, we're, we're, we're human, and we do it wrong sometimes, and we mess things up, but that's God's design, and God did this on purpose. He designed it for married couples, this oneness that is experienced between men and women. When one man comes together with one woman, they experience oneness. And this oneness multiplies and becomes family. So the purpose of marriage 
isn't, isn't necessarily that you find somebody that makes you happy. The, the purpose of marriage isn't, so, isn't necessarily so, so somebody, you find somebody to love. We find the purpose of marriage is family. The side benefits to that is that we experience love. We experience happiness. Hopefully you're happy in marriage. If not, come to the 2021 marriage conference. It's good. Okay, so, uh, but that's God's plan that we experience family. That's God's life for you. That's God's plan for you is that you experience family. Well, today I want to talk about tools. Home builders need good tools. Amen? So I want to talk about some tools when it comes to home building. And, and for, for this, I want to have a little illustration. I'm going to get this out of the way. And I'm going to need a couple of volunteers. Now, let me say something pretty quickly here, that if you're going to volunteer, you need to understand and you need to be pretty efficient with tools. So if you think you're pretty good with tools, I need, I need a volunteer. Fred, come on up here. Chad, come on up here. Anybody else? You're pretty good with tools. Come on, Richard. No? Okay. That's all right. Who else? I need one more volunteer. Does anybody know how to? Terrence, come on up. All right. So I need you guys. To, let's, let's bring these sawhorses up a little bit to front stage a little bit more. Terrence, you got to help. All right. All right. Okay, so I need, uh, okay, so I need one person. I need somebody to chop this board off, so I need somebody right here. Uh, I need somebody to sink these screws. You think you can do that? Nope. Okay. Do you want to, you think you're better with the nails? No. Okay. Do you think you can sink these nails? I'm left-handed. You're left-handed. That may be a little complicated for somebody like this, but. Okay. Are, are you? All right. Okay, so here's what, so we figured this out. So here's, here's you know, in my spare time, I do a little bit of uh, home remodeling, a little bit of home remodeling. And it just so happens that I need this board attached to this board for a, a project that I'm working on. You guys think that you can, can uh, attach this board for me? Okay, so I need, uh, so I, I, you just need the right tools, right? Okay, so if you guys will step up here, I'm going to see if I can find something in my toolbox. That'll help you. You just you need some tools, right? Okay. All right, just hang with me because I got some good tools here, all right? I got some really, really good tools. Okay, let me let me find something here. My... All right, I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. So what are you doing? You're sawing off a board. Okay. Hey, these are good. These are Dewalt. Okay. All right. So Yes. <laughs> All right, take that, and you just do what I ask you to do. Okay, so step up there. All right, so here's what you, we want you to do, okay? Okay, on three, you guys do what I've asked you to do. I, do you have some tools? Everybody's got some tools. All right. All right. All right, one, two, three. Do what I asked you to do. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are doing a good job. All right, all right, hold up for a second, guys. Hold up for a second. Hang on just a second. Just hold up for a second. I thought you guys knew how to use tools. I thought you guys told me you knew. Okay, maybe we need to help them. Maybe they need a little bit of encouragement. All right, so you guys go ahead and work on it. Come on, let's encourage them. Come on, let's cheer them on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. All right, hold up, hold up. This ain't working. All right, maybe, maybe. Maybe we need to quote a little scripture. 
All right? So let's try this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Come on. You've been made more than a conqueror. Well, well maybe we need to pray a little harder. Maybe we need, that's what we do sometimes, okay? Maybe we need to encourage and pray a little harder. How about, how about this? Maybe they don't have enough faith. Or maybe it is they just got the wrong tools. All right, maybe they got the wrong tool. All right, so hold up. Let me, wait a minute, I got better tools. I got better tools. Hang on just a second. Now listen, this is the best, this is one of the best you can buy. It's, I was able to acquire this from a good friend. Hang on. All right, try this one. Maybe that'll work. All right, try that. See if that'll work. All right, come on, let's go, guys. We ain't got all day. I got a lot. Hey, look at that. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got even better tools. Hang on. You're ruining my example here. Hang on. So what you need better is you need something to drive a nail, you need something to saw with, and you need something to sink a screw, okay? Here, this saws. All right. This will drive a nail. <laughs> Wait. No, this is for driving screws, and this is for driving. All right. Go ahead, guys. Come on, guys, let's go, let's go. Give me that, give me that. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Guys, I'm trying to do an example. I gave you a saw, I gave you a screwdriver, and I gave you a hammer. What seems to be the problem? Well, they got the tools. Well, they got the tools. Let me do the comments. They got the tools. This is my example. But what if we had better tools? What if we had what if we had better tools? Okay, let's try this. All right. So. Yes. Let's see what you can do with that. Go ahead, cut it off. Yeah. So, so I think I think I've made my point. Um, the idea is, first of all, you got to have the right tools. And some people have tools. I mean, the, the first tools that I gave them that were actually for this, they were like they could get the job done. I mean, it's doable, but it's not optimal, right? So, what 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 are tools? I mean, we have to ask ourselves, what are the the uh, the best tools for what we're trying to do in building our homes? Thank you, guys. Throw everything in my toolbox. Don't take anything with you. Don't take anything with you, Chad. All right. Can I get you guys to move? Unbelievable. Yes, if you move. A lot of times, a lot of times in our lives, We don't necessarily, I mean, we're praying, we're believing, we're having faith, 
A lot of times in our marriages, a lot of times in our, in our life as being single, we have, uh, we, you know, we're praying, we're believing for God to do something, but a lot of times what we need are power tools. There was a huge difference in a power tool and a little, little hammer, right? A lot of times what we need. So let's talk about some powerful tools. I'm going to talk about that today. I want to talk about the power, one of the most powerful tools that you can have in your toolbox for your marriage, and that is communication. Communication is one of the most powerful tools in any relationship. However, you need to know how to use a power tool. You might know that, you, you know, we need to communicate better, but if you don't know how to communicate, you will not get the job done. If I could wish you anything in your marriage, it would be to communicate clearly and effectively. Yes, beyond your relationship with God, beyond getting your life, I, I, would, I would tell you one of the most powerful things, especially if you're starting out in a marriage, to communicate clearly and effectively. Communication is a two-way street. Communication, uh, of, of course, is listening, but communication is also being able to speak wisely and speak clearly. I'm not going to be talking about the first part, the listening. What I want to talk about with the rest of my time is I want to talk about effective communication by using effective words, words that we speak. Communication, if you think about it, is learning to speak another person's language. If, if, if you think about what marriage is, communication within a marriage, communication within a relationship is learning how to speak another person's language. A lot of times we think we know how to communicate effectively and we think that we are saying the right things. However, we may be communicating something completely different to somebody else. Why? Because a guy needs to learn how to speak she. A girl needs to learn how to speak he, Right? A few years ago, my first trip to El Salvador, uh, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I learned a few uh, effective words, baños, bathroom, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to learn how to say certain things, you know, uh, uh, some effective words. Well, we were working outside, and I was asking, uh, you, maybe you were here with Rick Morgan. Rick Morgan was talking about, you know, some of our relationship, what we were doing over in El Salvador, and I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's really, really hot here, and I said, what's, what's the word for hot? And he said, caliente, so I was like, Caliente. So I'm t telling people, I'm like, uh, man, uh, I'm caliente. I'm, I'm caliente. And every time I would say that, people would laugh. And they would go, you know. And I was like, I know I'm saying this word right. After a day of telling everybody this, I, 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 I like, Rick, what is going on? I'm telling, he goes, say that again. I'm like, caliente. And he goes, you're saying the right word, but the context isn't right. You're telling people you're hot like handsome. So you're walking around telling everybody, I'm hot. I am hot. I am hot. So same word, different expression. You know, uh, Lindsay and I are proof that opposites attract. We come from totally different backgrounds. We have completely different personalities. If you were to hang out with us, uh, we are just proof that opposites attract. Uh, she's, uh, I'm from the 80s. She's more from the 90s. I was brought up in church. She was brought up uh, uh, pagan. Uh, I was, I, she wasn't brought up in church. I was, I, I tease her about that. 
Uh, I want to always be going. I want to always be moving. She wants to always be chilling. You know, I, I like quick showers. and get, She likes long baths. I, I want loud music. I want to rock. And, and she wants spa music and quiet and maybe no music whatsoever. And the list goes on. I mean, there is a long list of everything. We are complete. It's not just not like, well, we're a little bit different. We are complete opposite on the spectrum for so many things. And uh, our first few years together, there has been, ha, ha, there's, uh, we've had to have a lot of open dialogue and communication. And when I say there's had to be, uh, there's has to been a lot of communication, what I mean is I ha- have had to learn to listen a lot. It's me listening a lot. But we noticed something that, that we noticed and uh, we brought up uh, within the context of a conversation is I have these, when I'm talking for no apparent reason, when I walk into a room or whatever, or even, even when I'm just asking at a table, that I, have, I say certain things with my eyebrows raised. We noticed that. And just think about that for a second. Any context of anything randomly, I might ask for something with my eyebrows raised. Let me give you an example. Watch this. Will you please pass the salt? Watch this. Will you please pass the salt? Same thing, different context, right? You know, uh, uh, I really love that dress. I really love that dress. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're acting silly. You're acting silly, right? About three times of that is like, well, if you want, if you want, the, if you don't want this salt shaker upside your head, you better put those eyebrows down. You know what I'm saying? I didn't notice that. Just commu- just how it, it's not just what you say; it's how you say it. I strongly recommend this week. Just test it. Say whatever you want to say, and just raise your eyebrows. See how that affects you. Go ahead. Let me know how that works out for you. Words are powerful tools for building homes. What does it look like? How are we going to do it? How are we going to use our words? Number one, as far as home builders, number one, we're going to speak words of life. Since words are so powerful and within our marriage, within our homes, and all of our relationships, across the board in our life, we're going to speak words of life, words of encouragement, words of affirmation. In Proverbs 18 and 21, it says this. You probably heard this passage before. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Think about that for a second. Think about how powerful that is. Death and life are in the power of the words that we say. Words have power. In life and in a relationship, you can kill a relationship with your words. You can kill a marriage with what you say. However... Even if something seems dead, you can bring things to life in your, with your words. Even if a marriage is dead, even if, even if there's no romance, even if something is wrong, even if you've lost a friendship, with your words, you can bring something dead back to life. How? Why? Because words have power. Therefore, we choose to speak life to our spouse. Amen? We choose to speak life to our kids. We're going to encourage with our words. We're going to empower our spouse with our words. We're going to inspire our spouse and our kids with our words. I want everybody to stand real quickly. Come on, everybody stand. Stand up. Come on, stretch for a second. Stretch. Come on, everybody stretch. Come on, everybody stretch. All right, are you loose? 
Okay, I want everybody to take about 30 seconds, go find three people, and I want you to encourage them. Come on, let's go. Go. Walk over, say, hey, God's with you today. Tell somebody they look amazing. Tell them they look amazing. Tell somebody they're going to have a great week. Tell them they look strong. Hey, tell them they, they look like they've lost a few pounds this week. Really encourage them. Tell them you like their hair. <laughs> tell them you like their shoes. <laughs> tell them, hey, tell them they're awesome. All right, everybody have a seat. Let me tell you something. It feels like you've been in church now, doesn't it? Feels like you've been in church. That, that's words of life. Isn't that awesome? Those are words of life. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do that in your home every day. Every single day. I want you to do that with your kids. I want you to do that with your spouse. Ephesians says this. I want to read this together. Ephesians 4 and 29. Read this with me. Here we go. Don't use foul or abusive language. Are you guys reading with me? Okay, here, let's start again. Here we go. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Look at that verse. There are two types of words that we won't use according to this verse. The first type of words that we don't want to use, we don't want to use foul words. You don't, we don't want to use foul or offensive language. What is foul? Foul is, is bad to the sensitive. Foul, foul senses. Foul stinks. We don't want our language to stink. It's all right if your breath stinks. Just make sure that your, your language doesn't stink. What is foul? Another context of being foul is out of bounds. Hey, that's, that's off limits. Let me ask you something. Do you have off limits language in your home? Hey, that's, hey you need, here's what you need to do. You need to carry around an orange flag. It's football season. When, body, when somebody says foul, just throw it out there. Say, hey, that's a foul. We don't do that. You know, carry a whistle around. Strongly recommend that. Somebody says something out of bounds. Uh, that's a foul. Just blow a whistle real loud and say, personal foul. Personal foul. We don't cuss. We don't say those things. We don't call names. No foul language. Another thing that he says, don't use foul language and don't use abusive language. What is abusive language? Abusive language are words that hurt our family, our loved ones. Now, why would anybody intentionally hurt a spouse? Hopefully you don't do that, but sometimes we do it when we get angry. Think about that for a second. Abusive language is knowingly attacking a person with, uh, you know, let me give you an example. Hey, you know what? I've been noticing that you've been leaving your clothes on the floor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd start picking your stuff up. Me? Let's talk about you. At least I'm not an idiot. Whoa, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're, ta we're talking about picking up the clothes. You know what I'm saying? Some people, some people attack others, and we're not talking about you. We're talking about people that go to other churches, right? If we're not careful, is, is, is that, if we're not careful, we don't fight fair. We use abusive language. We don't help. In fact, we hurt. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to fight fair. Don't intentionally attack 
a person in order to hurt them within our families. Two types of words that we won't use, foul and abusive. Two types of words that we will use, first of all, is good. He says, make sure that your words are good. Make sure uh, that, that, that the goodness that comes from your heart is expressed through your language. Goodness is actually a fruit of the Spirit. The Bible tells us that goodness is, is proof that the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. Words of approval. I'm going to think of things that are good. Another thing is, he says, make sure your words are good and make sure that your words are helpful. Have you ever said anything to your spouse and she or he looked at you and said, yeah, I get it, but that's not helpful right now. Have you ever done something like that? That's, that's not helpful. I'm, I'm always giving unsolicited advice and she has to bring that up. Hey, that, yeah, I get it, but that's just not helping right now. I get it. That's just not helping right now. Make sure that what you say is helpful. If we're not careful, we are harmful. I heard somebody say one time that anytime you go to an emergency or you go into a bad situation or there's anger involved, it's, a fi- it's like there's a fire. You carry two buckets. You carry a bucket of water and you carry a bucket of gasoline. Whichever one you throw on there is going to make the biggest difference, right? Make sure that it's helpful. If our words bring life or death, let's speak words of life. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, speak life. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to speak words of love. That's words of kindness, words of affection, words of encouragement. We're going to, uh, you know, you can say something harsh and then say it nicely, and it changes the, the, the room. It changes the attitude of how you want to say it. And that reminded me of a story that I read this past week. According to a July article in the Washington Post, <laughs> Australians feel like the great white sharks are getting a bad rap, so they want to rebrand the term shark attacks to negative, account- negative encounters. <laughs> and surprisingly, the survivors don't necessarily agree. Dude, what happened to your leg? It was a negative encounter. (laughs) Of the worst kind. You know, words of love can change even the worst circumstances. In Proverbs 15 and 1, it says, a soft answer. You could put a loving answer, a soft answer, or a loving answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Marriage is a relationship where people tell each other the truth. You agree with that? Uh, eventually, the truth is going to come out. Now, when, maybe when things start out, honeymoon and all that relationship, but eventually, when you live with someone for an extended amount of time, eventually it's going to come up, and you're going to have to sit down and say, it's time to start talking about the problem that you had with leaving your stuff on the floor. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you're going to have to that you're going to want to tell the truth to someone. At some point, somebody's going to reveal some truths about you that you might not know about yourself. Well, Ephesians 4 and 15 talks about speaking the truth in love. You can speak, speak the truth in love anytime we're disagreeing, anytime you're having some kind of debate or a heated discussion. He's got to know, she's got to know that you love her, Right? What do we do? We lead with love. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. But we lead with love. Me telling her the truth is not to insult. Man, there's some things about you that I need to tell you right now. That's not, the point of that is not to tear her down. The point is to bring about change in love. 
It's never to insult. Truth is always because I love you. Ephesians 4 and 29, this, this is the verse we just read. It says, let everything. Let what? Let what? Everything you say. Let 20% of what you say be good and helpful. No. Let everything you say. Man, that, that, that just, there, there are parts of the Bible that I just want to rip out and not have to preach. You know what I'm saying? Let everything that you say, because I have issues with sarcasm sometimes. Does anybody have issues with sarcasm? If you're not careful, that the sarcasm, that, that, that's, that's, just, that's just not a very, that's not one of the fruits of the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your what? Can we put the scripture back up there? Um, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your what? Your words will be a what? An encouragement to those who hear them. You want your words to be an encouragement. So everything that you say, um, could it be that your words encourage your spouse more than you know? The person that knows you the best, you hope that they love you the most, right? But could it be that since somebody knows you so well, somebody's been with you so many years, could it be that this stage in your marriage, that her words of encouragement, your words of encouragement mean more than anybody else? Now I'm living proof of that. Every, every time when I, I go home, every Sunday after church, I don't know what it is about doing a message, but you know, you put a lot of yourself into a message. You put hours, you put 20 hours, you put research, you know, you go to low, you know what I'm saying? You, you put all of this in. Then, you know, a message has got to be somewhat, hopefully a message is somewhat entertaining. It's got to be inspirational. It's got to be encouraging. It's got to be uh, theologically, uh, exegetically correct. You don't want to get up and teach the wrong thing. So you put a lot of yourself into it. And I've, I've read before that a 30, 35-minute message is equivalent to somewhere between seven and eight hours of physical labor. I believe it because, man, I'm telling you, at 3 o'clock when I sit in my chair, I go brain dead and start drooling. But, you know, the, the, the TMI, right? So, you know, when I sit down with my wife, I'm like, give me something. What stood out? Tell me, tell me. And, and it's like, I know that not, I don't ask that of everybody. I don't really need that from everybody. When somebody comes up and says, man, that, that really spoke to me. I think that that's really cool. But who I want to hear it from the most is her. And if she doesn't bring it, I ask it. Just ask her. <laughs> tell me what you thought. You know, when, you know when, and, and my, uh, this is something different. But my uh, love language, you know, a big one is, is uh, words of encouragement. So every Sunday morning, you know, I'm dressed way before she is. I walk into them, and I just say, hey, babe, do I look as good as I always do? And she always says yes, right? That makes me feel good, even if I got to ask for it. What if I don't? Lie to me. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it means that words of encouragement mean more to us from our spouses. Words of encouragement, I, I think guys are a little bit more, but let me tell you something, guys. She needs to know how you feel about her more than you know. The Bible says that love is kind. It looks for ways to build up and encourage. Listen, wise spouses give credit when no, when no credit is due. I know that we shouldn't be walking around looking for credit. Well, I took out the trash. Look, isn't that just like guys? They do something and say, did you notice? 
Did you notice that I did this little thing over here? I don't know if you noticed this, but I cleaned up the garage for you. You know what I'm saying? Why spouses give credit when no credit is due? Honey, I, w- I want you to know that you are, the, you, you, are the, you are the best husband that a mother could have. I want you, I, I, I want you to know that, you're, that a wife could have. I want you to know that you're the best father that a, a child could have. No credit is, you know, you know what credit is? Credit is extended for people that, that you extend credit for people that you don't owe. It's something that is given. Credit is given when it is not owed. So I want to encourage you, give credit when no credit is due. Encourage your spouse. Don't just think it, say it, words above. Lastly, speak words of peace. Jesus said in Matthew 5, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peace, you have to make peace. Isn't that interesting? You have to force peace. Ephesians 4 3 says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Make every effort to keep peace. Love might bring you together. But the captain and Tennille, they got it wrong. Love won't keep you together. That's from the 70s, okay? Does anybody remember this? Love will keep us together. Does anybody remember the captain and Tennille? Got the little cat. Okay. Love won't keep you together. Love and attraction will get you together. But peace is what keeps you together. That's why the Apostle Paul said, make every effort to keep peace because that unites you and bonds you together. Here's, you know what irony is? You have to fight for peace. You have to keep peace by fighting for peace. You have to, you have to be very diligent. Listen to me. Uh, here, here's it. I have to own the peace in my home. That's what I do. I own. I, 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 it is my responsibility. I don't know what it's like in your own, but, but I own the peace in my home. Here's why. I did not come from a peaceful family. I came from a very violent, a very angry family. It took me years to get past and, and to you know, figure some things out and, and how to deal with my children and spouse. It took me years to figure that out. And, and you know, the hearse were known to be fighters and whatever. But at, very, at a very young in my 20s, I had to figure out that I would own the peace in my home. And I would be a peaceful person. So, so I decided that I would be peaceful. In my marriage, when it comes to a serious discussion, there are three peacekeepers for when... I disagree, and you might want to write these down. They're not on the screen. Number one, three peacekeepers. Answer slowly. Answer slowly. Listen and hear what your spouse is saying. Listen, listen, check this. Listen all the way until they stop talking, and then let there be a pause. That's how you listen to understand. Listen slowly. Number two, or answer slowly. Number two, answer softly. Voice inflection matters. Can I tell you something? If this is something that you do, stop yelling. Stop yelling. In our culture, yelling is a part of, of, of couples. Yelling doesn't have to be a part of your marriage. Look at your neighbor and say, stop yelling. When you get angry, stop yelling. 
You know, voice inflection matters. Number three, answer slowly, answer softly, answer sweetly. Love is expressed even, if a, even in a disagreement if you answer sweetly. Why? Because peace is a priority. So we have to make every effort to keep peace. Fight for peace in your relationship. I want to close with this. Communication is a tool that God has given us that will build the relationships in our lives, but you've got to know how. You've got to have the skill for that tool, and you've got to have the right tool. A lot of times we're praying and believing and asking God to do something in our lives when what we really need beyond all that is the right tool. Do you know how to speak to your spouse? Do you know how to listen? What I found out is, is people that, that do marriage better are very effective in communicating. So I pray for you today that you will grow in this tool that God has given us through the scripture as we've read today. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. And thank you, Lord, for marriage. Thank you, Lord, for husbands and wives and that we experience oneness that leads to family. Thank you so much for that. The first thing I pray for is people that might be hurting in their relationships, people that might be suffering. Maybe people are going through separation or people having a tough time at home. When we bring these things up, it can sometimes hurt. There can be an ouch factor. But a lot of times when it's sensitive, it needs the most attention. So I pray, Lord, that you will speak to people today in their relationships and speak to people today that don't have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed, if you're here today, maybe you're seated with your spouse, seated next to somebody that you love. Maybe God's dealing with you about your marriage. Maybe God's dealing with you about what's going on in your home, whether it be with your children, whether it be with your spouse. The thing is, is we've gained some knowledge today from the word. Now we need to baptize it in prayer, and then we need to take action on it. So here's what I want to do. If you're having a tough time in your marriage, if you're having a tough time at home, you've gotten, some, you've gotten an incredible tool today through the scripture and through the principles. I want to pray that God will do a work in your life, and I want to pray also that God will help us to be more effective in this tool of communication. Just pray with me right now. If you're seated next to your spouse, somebody you love, take that person by the hand. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person, every marriage, every family, whatever is going on in the lives of families and marriages today. First of all, for marriages that are having a tough time, I pray, God, that you will bring healing. For couples that, that, that are thinking about splitting up, for couples that, that, are, that, are, that are just struggling, that, that can't even look at each other, Lord, the power of life and death is in the tongue and is in the words. If romance has died, if relationship has died, it starts with what we say. Let these words hit home. Your word says it's important that we're not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. That's where real life changes. In the name of Jesus. If you receive that, say amen.
if you'll continue to bow your heads, if you're here and you don't know Jesus and he's not Lord and Savior of your life or what, whatever reason that might be, you might say, Travis, I don't know Jesus. I've never surrendered my life to him. Or maybe you can say, Travis, I, I walked away from God and God's calling me home today and I'd like to give my life to Christ. I'd like to pray with you. I won't ask you to stand. I won't single you out. I won't ask you to come down here. Nothing like that. I just want to pray with you. But before I pray, I'd like to know if I'm, if I'm praying for anybody. So if that's you, you can say, Travis, I'm going to pray that prayer with you. As you pray, just put your hand up and put it down so I know I'm praying for somebody today. Can anybody say that? That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ today. If you're watching this online, if that's you, God's dealing with you right now. Just repeat this prayer. I'm about to pray it. Repeat this come home to the Lord. Let's all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, as I'm before you today, I give you my life. And Jesus, I'm asking you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Wash me clean and whole by your grace. And I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's celebrate those who come home. Thanks, BT, for a great message. Hey, uh, guys, go ahead and stay and stretch out a little bit. I just have a few things to let you know about. Um, first and foremost, I just want to talk to you guys about a couple of things that PT mentioned. Back to School Sunday is next Sunday. He kind of talked about that a lot. Um, August 28th is our marriage conference. Uh, we're so excited to be hosting that. You do not want to miss that. Deja, was our... Gosh, how did I not scare you off? Did I take you, did we drop by the marriage conference on our second or third date? Second date. I'm bold. Um, no, um, but it's incredible. We obviously didn't do it last year because of the whole pandemic of it all. Um, but I, I just remember that this marriage conference is so impactful. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we, I've gotten to be a little bit more planned in the, like the involving of the event side of things. And uh let me tell you, it's going to be so much fun. You're not going to want to miss it. If you want to sign up, we're going to have a more, like, official way of signing up next week. But if you want to reserve your spot, I'm going to be in Faithco Info right after this. Come up. Um, just let me know that you're going to be there, and I'll write your name down. We're, we're trying to get a head count. Next month, we'll have a more official um, sign-up sheet for that. But we want to get the uh, head count process started right now. So just drop by Faithco Info. Let me know that you plan on dropping by so we can start up with that. Um, in addition to that, if you need prayer for anything at all, um, anything that you might be going through, make sure to drop by Faith Co. Info. We'd love to talk with you for a second um, and to pray for, pray with you. Hey, if you gave your life to Christ today, that's the best decision that you've ever made. And uh, we want to get to we want to get to know you a little bit better, and we want to supply you with some resources about next steps in your new journey with God. Um, so you can text SAVED to the number on the screen, and uh, that's a way uh, just for you to get connected with us as far as that goes. If you want to get more involved here at Faithco Church, uh, obviously you can text WELCOME to just learn more about us. Um, if you want to join a connect group, you can text GROUP. Those are our community groups. That's how we stay in community here at Faithco. If you want to join a community group or maybe you want to join the Dream Team, you want to be a part of uh, everything and anything that we do here at Faithco Church, um, whether it be serve at the coffee bar, whether it be serving Faithco kids, um, whatever that looks like if you want to serve in media, just text uh the best way to do that is by texting serve to that number. And then if you want to be a part of Growth Track, text GT to that number. Faithco Students is back. Um, 
I'm back also, um, and we're really, really excited for what God's going to do through our student ministry this year. So for grades 6 through 12, if you have a kid that age or if you're that age, please join us this Wednesday. Well, we're really excited to get started back up. Crud Fest, which is our big event for Faith Coast students, big back-to-school event is uh, August 25th. We'll talk more about that later. Um, prayer group meets every, not every, yeah, every single second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5 p.m. in the main building. Um, I always say that a church without prayer is like a vending machine without soda. So um, try to be a part of that if you can be. Um, if you're not very confident praying out loud, trust me, uh, Karen Devereaux and the crew can help you out in that journey of uh, learning to pray out loud. Or you can just be a part of it and get prayed for. Um, they meet They meet in that little room over there, and, man, they go to war for each and every member of this church uh, the second and fourth Wednesday um, of every month. Real quick, let me say a quick blessing over your life, and then we'll let you go. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. And may he show you his favor and give you his peace. And all God's kids said, you guys have a great week.